Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Second Timothy, chapter 1, verse 6. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 6. It said, Wherefore, I put thee Okay, can you give me the KJV? I still work with KJV. <laughs> it's the real version. That's the one Paul used. <laughs> okay, that's just a joke. Just kidding. <laughs> well, that's the original King James. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance. As believers, a lot of times... We need to be reminded. We need to be reminded because as, as the configuration of a human being, there is tendency to allow things to slip away. As a human being, your configuration, there is tendency for you to forget. In James, he said that the doer of the world is that man that sees himself in the mirror and he goes away and does not forget what manner of man he is. Because many times when people confront situations in life, what has happened to them, they begin they forget who God is to them. And they forgot they've forgotten what God can do for them. And so many times one of the major parts of Christianity is for you to be reminded. And that's why it's good to come for meetings like this. Amen. It's good to come to church. Amen. So that you'll be reminded. It's not that you're saying something new, but saying the same things, but reminding you of the things. And you know, m- most times, one of the things you do for yourself is to remind yourself of how good God has been to you. Those things that, those experiences that you have had with God, don't throw them away. When David confronted Goliath, one of the things that he did was that he recounted his victories. He said, I, I was in the backside of the desert, and a lion came, and a bear came. I tore them apart, and you, Goliath, will be like one of them. He recounted his victories. He brought to mind, he called the favor, the manifold strength of God in his life previously. He recalled them. Those things are called your trophies. They are your trophies of victory. Those experiences, maybe probably when you're in university and God saw you through some messy situation, don't throw away that experience. That's your strength. When situation comes, you say, I know the God that I serve. That if he brought me out that time, that same God will not fail me this time. So he said, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. That means that this is Paul talking to Timothy. Telling him to stir up something because Timothy had something that had been, that is already inside of him. He said, I'm putting you in remembrance that to stir up the gift of God that is in thee. The gift of God that is in thee by the putting on of my hands. When a person becomes born again, there is something that God has deposited on your inside. Many times, believers have the mindset that they are waiting for God or waiting for something on the outside. But guess what? As a believer, the kingdom of God is within you. Everything that you ever require in your life is inside of you. The car, the houses, the land, the wife, the husband, it's inside 
of you. God has put it on your inside. All you need to do is to pull it out. Because with the new creation, there is a big difference between the Old Testament believer and the New Testament believer. And many times we have believers, New Testament believers, that are running with a mindset of the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, you have to go and look for Jerusalem. In the New Testament, you are already there. In the Old Testament, you have to go and look for power. In the New Testament, it says, and ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost must have come upon you. That means that once the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you have received. In the Old Testament, God was the initiator. If God didn't plan it, there was no way you could plan it. In the New Testament, guess who is the initiator? Because many times you ask Christians, why have you not started that business? You say, I'm waiting to hear from God. In the New Testament, God says, I will write my laws in their minds. It's in your mind. What does it mean? It means that that thing that you're just thinking about, that is God. The reason why God, the reason why God has the assurance that you will think rightly is because you are a new creation. There is... The, the trust of insurance is tr- the, the, the force or the backbone of insurance is trust. And in the New Testament, you have trust between you and God. God trusts that you will think right. That's why in the New Testament, the motivation for living right is not to please God. In the Old Testament, the motivation for living right, what motivated me to live right is that if I live right, then God will bless me. If I live right, then God will look at me and be pleased. So that was the motivation. But in the New Testament, we've removed that motivation like a rug. We've pulled it off of the feet of the religious mind. And then he starts looking for a motivation and somehow cannot find because the motivation has changed. The force of insurance is trust. Why an insurance company will insure your car or your house is based on trust. That's why it doesn't really work well in Nigeria. <laughs> because you guys just go and, you know, sell off the car and say, oh my guys, I don't know how it happened. Can't find the car. The force of insurance is trust. And that's why in the New Testament, God has changed your nature. Meaning, because he has changed your nature, he can trust you. And that's why a lot of things have changed. The motivation for living right has changed. The reason why God blesses you has changed. Because now, there's a difference between what used to be and what is now. This new man is a new creation. God can now trust him. God can now tell this new creation that all your sins are forgiven. The reason why I can tell my wife that, and I've done that, I've told her that, I've forgiven her all her sins, past, present, and future. There's nothing she's going to do to me that will make me angry with her. Hello? Guess what? That is insurance. Guess what? It's because I trust her. I can't tell you, I can't tell you the same thing. I don't know you. I don't trust you. <laughs> but because I know her, I trust her. I can give her that gift. With the new creation, God trusts the new creation. He knows the new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all of these things are of God. That's why God can trust this new creation. They actually asked Jesus this same question. They said that, should we pay 
tribute or tax to Caesar. In Matthew. It says, should you pay tribute or tax to Caesar? A yes or a no answer at that spot could kill you. If you say, if Jesus had said, yes, you should pay tax to Caesar, it will violate everything that he has been preaching. Because if you are, if you are, if you are, if the son of man will set you free, you are free indeed. And in the Jewish mind, free indeed actually means free indeed. Free indeed is not about, for the Jewish mind, not, there's nothing like spiritual free indeed. For the Jewish man, free indeed means that I'm free from tax, I'm free from everything that is a civil um, requirement. And if he says no, <laughs> he'll be in trouble with Caesar. So there was no yes or no answer. So he said, bring me a coin. Bring me a coin. And so many times when we tell the new creation, this new creation, that Jesus has forgiven you all your sins. In Ephesians, he says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. It means that new, this new creation carries the forgiveness of sin in his pocket. He has it in his pocket. In, in, in Corinthians, he said, God, God was reconciling the world to himself, no longer imputing their trespasses. He's no longer counting sins because he doesn't have it to count again. It was all summed up in Jesus. So God is no longer counting any sin. So the new creation now, what, so what happens? Like Paul, you now asks, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And Paul answered the question. So let me go back to Jesus' story, right? So they said, should we pay tribute to Caesar? That is the same thing when you look at the new creation and you say, should the new creation sin or not sin? Or should the new creation continue in sin so that grace may abound? There's no yes or no answer. Because if you enter either one of you, either you enter legality or you enter licentiousness. So the answer was the same thing that Jesus gave. Jesus said, bring me a coin. So when we say, should the, sin, should, the, should the believer, the new creation believer, should he sin or should he not sin? The first thing we ask is, bring me a Christian. We're not talking to a non-believer. Bring me a Christian. So when I bring a Christian, Jesus now asks the next question, in whose image? And whose superscription? Is this Christian? Who, whose image? Whose image is this Christian? So when we're talking about the forgiveness of sin, we're not talking about everybody. We're talking about a new creation. In whose image? He said we are created after the image of him. That image knows no sin. That image, that's why Paul said, shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? He answered, he says, how shall we? It is not a result of how shall we in, in terms of we are struggling with sin. It's a tense of functionality. He's talking about a pregnant, can a man be pregnant? The, the, the how shall we? He's talking about how can a man be pregnant? He's talking about functionality. He's not talking about whether they are struggling, how can we? No, 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 no. It's functionality. Meaning that if, if you read down what he said, we have come to the newness of life. And with this newness of life, there is no sin. We cannot. Whose image and whose superscription? Whose image and whose superscription? With this new creation, there is the, the, the image. You carry the very image and the essence of God. Because you carry that image and essence of God, there is trust between you and God. T-R-S-T-R-U-S-T. There is trust. 
God trusts you to make the right decision. What you need to do as a new creation is just to feed on these same things that we're talking about. Just feed on the things that Dr. Phil is telling you. Keep feeding on it. As you feed on it, you will grow into it. It's as simple as that. <laughs> I'm made in this image. Oh, Maraketos Alabos. I'm made in his image. I'm made in his image. His very image. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. I guess the, the image is one of them. The other thing was superscription. Superscription is a sign of authority. It's like the number on top of your money note. Guess what? No matter how you scatter that, no, that money note, if the number, the superscription is still there, it still has the exact value. Hey! Hey! No, see, it carries the same authority. Let me shock you. Hey! Uh. <laughs> it carries the same authority. It carries the same, it can buy what it has to buy. That means that, can I shock you now? The new creation can walk out literally out of sin and still command the devil and the devil has to obey. Yeah, it's called shock. I said I will shock you. Yes. It's called shock. It's called shock. So you mean, you mean, yes, I mean, I mean. <laughs> it's, and this sign shall follow them that believe in my name authority is it in my name is it say whether they've done good they've done you see many times a lot of times as believers if you have come through some background what you even need sometimes to be untaught or to unlearn some things I remember back then when we were in the Nigerian Defense Academy right I was the fellowship president and then we're lying on my bed with one of my colleagues. We're just playing chess, you know. That's the long I play chess. God help me. Anyway, <laughs> we're playing chess. And then somebody walked into the room. Ah, hey, sir, my roommate. So what's wrong with your roommate? See, he has, he has gone bonkers. Roommates, apparently, background to the story, roommate had went, during the break, roommate went, his roommate went to, his, the parents of the roommate took him to, one native doctor, and the native doctor did some things for him, and then when he came back to the academy, he started reacting, went crazy. You understand? So he came to the room. My roommate is, ah, ah, my roommate, and all that. And then I not jumped from the bed. The other person that was with me was also an escort of the, of the fellowship. And I said, let's go. He said, ah, like that? How are we not going to Kabash first before we go? I said, let's go. As we're about going, he looking for anointing oil. I said, let us go. Ha! <laughs> From chess. You know, when, they, when I got to the room, I, I saw the roommate. Was, uh, he, was, he was gone. I saw his eyes. You know, when you see somebody's eyes, the eyes are the gateway to the soul. And his eyes were all gone. Looked at the devil inside his eye and said, Come out in the name of Jesus. He fell down, got up, completely healed. Now, 
What was happening? This other guy had a background. You are a new creation. It's, 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 it's who, for, for, lack of a good, for lack of good words to use, permit this grammar, is who you is. Do you understand? Do you understand? It is who you is. You wake up in the morning, you are more than a conqueror. It's not about whether you... you, know, eh, eh, you, eh, you, you it's who you is. You carry this consciousness and you enter Abuja. You have taken over Abuja. Abuja cannot swallow you up. That's why I'm putting you in remembrance. Second Timothy, still put it up there. Oh, hallelujah. Something is happening to you this evening. As I'm talking, God's power is reaching you wherever you are. Just receive and take. Just receive and take. Uh, uh, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is upon me. And that anointing is doing you good. Do you understand? Abuja is opening up for you in the name of Jesus. Those businesses, those careers, those things that you want to move into in the name of Jesus. I declare favor upon you in the name of Jesus. I declare that the city is open to you in the name of Jesus. You have become uncontainable. Abuja cannot swallow you up. Abuja cannot swallow you up. There is excellence in whatever you are doing in the name of Jesus. I declare capacity opening up to you. Now in the name of Jesus. Can I, can, I, can I just teach a little? Just, we we'll enter into it, but can I, let, just, can I, let me just teach a little. <laughs> let me teach a little. One of the anointings upon my life is the anointing for business and the anointing for capacity. Amen. Capacity, that's the ability to do, to do more exponential. Those kind of things that happen to Solomon. God gave him largeness of heart. Largeness of heart. The man was everywhere. Write books, literature, poems, business, everywhere. It's called capacity. The largeness of heart. And that thing is jumping upon some of you this evening. It's jumping upon you. In the name of Jesus. I, I mean, I'm just sensing a pool. You guys don't want me to teach. I need to teach. shata. <laughs> Stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. There's something in your inside. Don't look at yourself small. Say, that, say with me, there's something on my inside. Say it, I carry something on my inside. It's verse 7 now. He said, and God has not given us, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit. That means in verse 6, this is what God has given us. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear means drawing back, cringing. That means that the person wants to step out into that business. Amen. You want to step out into the business world. You want to step out to do those things, those great things that God is calling you to do. You want to step out and take over the fashion industry. You want to step out and take over the entertainment industry. You want to step out and take out, take up the education industry. Sometimes what holds people bound is fear. I don't know if I have the capital. I don't know if I start, will it succeed? I don't know if I start, will, will I fail? Is a fear, right? But Bible says God has not. This is this is Paul talking to Timothy. Timothy was a young man, and he was in charge of a large church, right? And and, and there, were, there, were, there were things happening in the church. But now this is Paul talking to him that God has not given you the spirit of fear. The opposite of fear is faith. Yes. 
That means that what God has given you is a spirit of faith. He said he has given you the spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. That means that power, love, and a sound mind are the three pillars of faith. Wherever you see faith, you will find power, you will find love, and you find a sound mind. That love there is not love that comes from deepest. It is the love of God. What gives you confidence? One of the greatest things that gives you confidence is life, in life is the love that God has for you. In First John 4 verse 16, he said, downwards, reading downwards, he said, and perfect love cast out all fear. Because when a child is secured in the love of the father, he's ready to express In Psalm 18, David said that thou hast enlarged my steps underneath me so that I will not sleep. Psalm 18, Psalm 18 verse 36, I think. He said, God has enlarged the steps underneath me. That means that as I'm taking the steps in life, God, I'm not walking a tightrope. If I step out and I make a mistake, he has enlarged the steps underneath me. You see, it, it, that, is, that is love. I, I'm, I'm not walking a tightrope. There's nothing like, uh, if, I make, if I take a wrong step, I've missed God forever. No, he has enlarged the steps underneath me. <laughs> so that I will not sleep. That gives you, it, it gives you, it gives you, it changes, you see, you see, love changes everything. And that's why one of the greatest knowledge you have in Ephesians 3, Paul began to pray for them and says, he began to pray for them, say that they might know the length, the breadth, the depth of the love of God. This love of God that passes knowledge. It's, it, it, now, let me, let me explain this a little bit. This love that I'm talking about, right? This love that I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, is a love that, it, you, that your spirit grabs. Amen. It's the love that God has for you. It's God that first loved you. If you carry your own love and God's love and put it together, your love melts. Amen. <laughs> so it's about God's love. Amen. I mean, we love him because he first loved us. Paul made it a prayer in Ephesians 3 that you will come to understanding of the love that God has for you. Because when you catch this understanding, the love, love that God has for you, faith becomes easy. And actually, in Galatians, it says faith works by love. Because the force of love, the basis of, rather, the basis of faith is love. That's why Jesus said, Talking about provisions in Matthew 6, Jesus began to say that you see the lilies. You see, you see the lilies. They, they, they don't toil. They don't do anything. Right? But none of them is clothed as much as Solomon. Talking about the love of God. Because when you enter into love, faith becomes a natural product. Jesus looking at the sparrow, he said, look at the sparrows in the skies. Just look at the sparrows. He said, none of them falls to the ground without your father knowing. He said, are you not much more than this parrot? When you are in this depth of God's love, you know, people are saying that I shall not die but live. The man just understands love. He says, I, I know God loves me. <laughs> if these parrots cannot fall without him knowing, I can't die in an accident, brother. <laughs> it, it, no, no, no. He's no longer fitting it. You understand? He has come to the depth of love and he's sitting inside of love. You know, as a believer, there are three postures that you, you have as a believer. There's a sitting, there's a standing, and there, there is a walking or a running. I, I, why are you excited about that part? <laughs> okay, you know, right? 
There is a sitting, there is a standing, and there is the work or the running. Many people have become specialists in the sitting. Or they've made a little advance in the standing, but they've not known how to run. We sit in the love of God. We stand in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we run in the Holy Ghost. We run in the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. In 2 Corinthians 13, Paul begins to say the famous thing we know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That grace is where we stand. The love of God where we sit. And the koinonia, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. Because when we say running, right, we are talking about you taking over businesses. It takes the fellowship of the Holy Ghost for you to run. That means that people understand the sitting, right? They are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, but that has not translated to their bank account. They sit down and say that the whole world, the world is mine. That is sitting. Then they, now they make a little progress and move to the standing where they know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor. That we through his poverty might be made rich. But there is one more place to go. You have to walk with that revelation. It has to translate from that grace. That's why Paul said that the grace of God that was upon me was not in vain. He said, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Meaning that when the grace of God comes upon you, the next thing is to walk and run. That's what we, what we are seeing in this Second Timothy chapter 1, uh, Second Timothy 1, 1 verse 7. Paul began to make sure three things. Power, love, and a sound mind. That power there is the grace that Jesus has brought for us. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is the power that God has, Jesus has brought for us because the gospel is the power and the gospel was what Jesus has brought for us. The gospel is also the blessing, right? That's what Jesus has brought for us. Power. You say God has not given us the spirit of fear, but what? Of power. That is grace. Of love. The love that God has for us. We sit in that love. Then the next one. It's a sound mind. That's sophronismos. Sophronismos is a merger between the human mind and God's mind. Actually, I like the way the King James puts it. It says a sound mind. It means God coming to sound your mind. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. That's the same thing. You see, that's what happened to Daniel, right? And they were 10 times better. Better in what? In spiritual knowledge? No. In magical arts. In juju. It means, hello, hello, are you with me? It means that whatever you are doing, you can be tempted. God can sound your mind. It's called sophronismos. It's a spiritual thing that God puts upon the mind of a person and makes him ten times better in that same thing. That means that if you are a fashion designer, there is a way you will design that will be ten times better than what the world is doing. It's called working. It's a merger. It's a magic. It matches the physical and the spiritual. It puts them together so that you do not know where the spiritual starts and where the physical ends. It's sophronismos. That is the power for takeover. That is what will make us to take over in the 21st century, sir. That is what we are looking for. When you sit in the love of God, you stand in the grace of God and then you take those two and begin to run. Listen, that, what, that was what Abraham had. Bible talking about Abraham say, and Abraham took his trained servants. He took his trained servants. 
listen. When he say, he say he took his trained servant. Now he went against five kings. It, it's like me carrying people in my house and say we're going to fight against the US. How? Listen, there are two things about this, right? It was not just a spiritual something. No. There was training involved. Are you with me? But beside that training, you can't carry those few people and go and fight the war. It's a merger of the physical and the spiritual so that you cannot distinguish where the physical starts and where the spiritual starts. Ask David. David had a slingshot. David was good with a slingshot. Forget it. It's not, we're not talk- David could actually culture you and teach you about the slingshot. But it was not just about the slingshot. David was good with the music instrument. He was that good. They knew he was good. He was good, but there was something on top of that. Hase protest. Elebo shata. Oh, that something is coming upon you this evening. It will make you irresistible in the marketplace. They cannot contain you in your office. You will bring out ideas. You will bring out insight. You will bring out concepts. They cannot withstand you anymore. In verse 6, he said, I put you in remembrance to stay up. <laughs> I put you in remembrance. It's, it's on your inside. How do you stay it up? There are two ways. You pray in the Holy Ghost. You talk in tongues. That's one of the ways. The other way is that you begin to say those same things that he has said concerning you. You give vent to it. Listen, as a Christian, you can't keep quiet. Hey, listen, you can't keep quiet. You stay in your room and look at that business and say in the name of Jesus, I got the wisdom of God on my inside. And with that wisdom, I'm taking over Abuja. With that wisdom, in the name of Jesus, the estate industry belongs to me. I've taken it over. In the name of Jesus, the ability of God is on my inside. I stay it up. I stay it up. I stay it up. I stay it up. You can't keep quiet. You don't keep quiet for nobody. You cause the fire to come on your inside. You cause that fire to come on your inside. You are unstoppable, brother. You are unstoppable, sister. You cannot be stopped. There is fire on your inside. How can you be disadvantaged? How? How? In this life? In this life? Where? How? Where? Disadvantage? How? Listen, listen, with, see, with what God has given you, right? You are even looking for... Do, let me explain to you. So you say, the reason why I don't have, I don't, I don't have support system, I don't have, forget support system. This life that you carry, right? Remember, remember uh, Gideon was going to war. God, to prove that this is God, God was reducing the number of people. This thing means that it will work when, if they put you in the dungeon, if they put you inside dungeon, support system of what support system do you need? Inside of you, you will bring out the support system. You will bring it out. You will pull it out. Say, I don't know anybody. You don't need to know anybody. You will bring the people out. They need to know you. Listen, listen, as a Christian, right? Don't, don't, look, don't look for support system. The joy of this thing. It's like Paul, Paul said that, I don't even want to go and preach where other people have preached. 
So that they will not say it is, they will not start explaining that. No, no, no. He said, I want to go fresh work. Oh, Rodney Howard Brown, the South African preacher, said something that blessed me. He said, as a man of God, that they should be able to carry you in an aircraft and look for one desert, one, one, one wilderness somewhere in South Africa and drop you with a parachute. You will land there with just your Bible. And when they're coming back in two years, they will find you that you have a large church and you are on TV. Two years, yes. No explanation, no excuses. No, 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 I, I don't know, I don't know. They drop you with parachute, you know, parachute. They, carry, they, they, they fly to one faraway place where nobody knows you. Drop you with parachute with just your Bible. You land here. Let this thing from your inside. In two years, you should have a big church there and be on air. <laughs> oh, that challenged me, brother. Hey, I mean, it's so challenging when he said that. It, 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 you don't need support system. If God brings support system, fine and good. Use them if you can, right? But if there's no support system, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Oh, grabrusta kaposheta lebole kare mama. Hasibro koseka ba 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 you have it on your inside. <laughs> I put in remembrance. You have it on your inside. Thank you, Lord. Clambrose kapata <laughs> Glory to God. Can, just one minute. Let, let's just let's just let me let me let me just show us something, right? Now, he said, God has not given us spirit of fear, but of power. Are you with me? That word power is dynamis. Is the dynamic ability to effect changes at will. Not that word at will. It's a dynamic ability to effect changes at will. The dynamic ability to create miracles at will. That means if you look at your life and say, mm, this is not how it should go, you can change it. <laughs> at will. <laughs> In the Old Testament, revelation, destiny was locked. It was locked. It means that, well, if you're not <clears throat> from the Levite, from the tribe of the Levites, you, you, you can't be a priest. It doesn't matter what you do in the Old Testament. That's just how it is. <laughs> you say, how can I be a priest? Say, you're not a Levite. That's all the explanation. There's no other explanation. <laughs> you can't worship God if you're not of the Jews. Best you can be is a proselyte. And there's a place that you know reach in the temple. <laughs> it was that bad. Say, <laughs> so what did I do? Hey, that's how you were born. But from the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven, what Jesus said, was thrown open. The Amplified Version said that a path for the heavenly kingdom is being sought for with the most intense zeal and NX exertion. It means that when Jesus came, this thing was thrown open. The only limitation is you. In the New Testament, you hear things like, he that desires the office of a bishop. You mean, if you want to, want to take it. 
is now open. It's open. The, there's no limit again. Do you understand? It, it's actually called eternal life. Superior in quality, superabundant in quantity. It, it, the only thing that, the, on, the, only, the only limit to how much you can have is you. In terms of what, how much you can have in your pocket is you. Jesus talking about new, this new creation in John 3 verse 8 said that the wind blew it where it listed. Talking about, he said the wind blew it where it listed and you hear the sound of the wind. You don't know where it is coming from or where it is going to. So is every man that is born of the spirit. That's talking about you. Let's start with the wind blew it where it listed. <laughs> I like this version. Thank you, NKJV. He said the wind blew it where it wishes. Where it wants to. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. As we are sitting here, you can blow any direction you want. Somebody say, why didn't Jesus Christ invent car? Because that was not what he wanted to do. If he wanted, he would have done it. The wind, this new creation, blew it where it wishes. It means that the channeling of God's power upon your life is dependent on you. You know, there was one movie, Avatar. They called some people there, um, airbenders. They can manipulate the wind. In life, what has happened to you now is that you are a life bender. New creation. You are a life bender. You look at life and say, mm, this way. Hey, Yeah, a life bender. It says the wind blew it where it listed. It means where it wants to. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Now what Jesus was trying to get across to Nicodemus is this. Prior to this, Nicodemus said to Jesus that you are, you, are, you are a great teacher. Who can do all these miracles that you are doing? We are seeing these miracles. Man, how? Man, I don't understand these miracles. How? Then Jesus said, I said, a man be born again born way into the spirit because it is in the spirit realm that things can be bent yes, sir. <laughs> now, listen you know, this is the core of some of the things I'm teaching it is in the spirit realm that things can be manipulated once you get the money in the realm of the spirit it will show in the physical so Jesus was trying to tell Nicodemus that you have to enter, be born into the realm of the spirit for you to be able to Bend things in the realm of the spirit so that you will see them in the physical realm the way you want to see them. Because in the physical realm, things have already solidified. It's things are easier to be bent when they are in the gaseous state. <laughs> Once they've left the gaseous state, they become flesh. They become solid. That's why in John 6, Jesus says that it is the spirit that makes for profiting. That means that it is in the spirit that you can adjust things. The flesh or the senses, when things have taken a solid form, it profits nothing. You cannot change anything once it has taken a solid form. It now says that the words I speak to you, they are. That's why I say that the manipulation is in tongues and in your words. Because he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaking unto men, but unto God, how be it? In the gaseous state. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh unto men, but unto God, how be it 
in the gaseous state. He burns things. Jesus said that it is the spirit that makes for profiting. It's in the realm of the spirit that you make these things happen. You see, that's why a lot of people in the physical realm, right? They are trying to change. You say, okay, which business is raining now? Okay, ah, people are selling cement. You can sell cement. Wait, what's happening again? The man is hustling in the physical. Those things have already taken solid state. They cannot change. What he needs to do is to come back to the realm of the spirit. That's what Nicodemus was asking Jesus. How does this thing happen? He said you have to enter into the realm of the spirit. When you enter the realm of the spirit, you will get the concept, the idea. When you step out of the realm of the spirit, even if you are selling stone, if it comes from the spirit, it is the spirit that makes for profiting. It is the spirit that quickens. The flesh the flesh, the solid state does not profit anything. So Jesus said, Jesus said, that the wind bloweth where it listed. You hear the sound of it. That means that nobody will ever sees the wind, the gaseous state. What you see is the effect of the wind. You hear the effect of the wind. You don't know where it is coming from. As a believer, your ways are in the wind. The ways are in the wind. Don't start studying. It's, it's good to gather the data, right? When you get, finish gathering the data, take deep dives in the realm of the spirit. Take deep dives. This is how to change things. Now we're talking about taking deep dives. It's Paul said. Paul said that he that speaketh now unknown tongues speaketh not unto men but unto God. How be it in the spirit? In the spirit? In the spirit? He speaketh mysteries. The words, Jesus says in John 6, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when that man is talking in tongues, he's entering. Deep dives. (laughs) Hallelujah. You can change anything. I said you can change anything. Because you know Nicodemus was perplexed. And that's why a lot of people that have not understood what I'm telling you, right? <laughs> life is a life is perplexity personified. <laughs> they just don't get it. I, I remember that when I, when I went to do my master's program, right? I did a master's program in software technology. So, the first instructor, the first instructor came to teach us Java programming language. Don't worry if you don't understand what I'm talking about at this stage. Just look straight. <laughs> he, he came to the class and said, okay, well, some of you are going to start teaching you Java programming language. Some of you will get it immediately. Some will get it at the end of the term. And guess what? Some will never get it. <laughs> and guess what? It was true. Some never got it. Programming, they just... That's, there was no way you could explain programming language. They, they just never got it. <laughs> so Nicodemus came to Jesus. He just did not get it. <laughs> How does the blind see? How do the guy's deaf? The ear open? How? 
And as sometimes believers have not understood this part. Right? That's what happens. Amen. We are not part of them. Alright? You take deep dives in the realm of the spirit. And you know exactly what to do. <laughs> you talk in tongues. Let those words come out of your spirits. Those are the takeover words. And you know, it, it, as I'm talking like this, one of the things that keeps going on in my heart, just tell you that, you know, when we say deep dives in the spirit, it's not, it's not just a one-off thing. You know, many times what has happened to believers is that they've not learned to stay. 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 Don't be in a hurry to leave God's presence. Spend protracted time praying the Holy Ghost. That's where things happen. That's what makes things to happen. Are you with me? And it's not difficult to spend time praying the Holy Ghost. It's just a change of habit. Amen. It's a change of habit. It's, it takes the same time to succeed that it takes to fail. It's just a change of habit. You know, there's some people that cannot stand football. But they can stand Z-World. It's, a change, it's just a change of diet. It, the same way that somebody finds great fun and enjoyment praying and enjoying himself in the Holy Ghost. It's the same way that somebody finds great fun just staying in front of the TV. It's a change of diet. You know, there's some people that if if there's no sugar in in the food, they can't eat it. And then there's some people that they've trained their diet to enjoy food without sugar. It's a change of diet. But at the end of the day, one person profits, one person doesn't. You know, some of you, I mean, most of you here, they give you they give you beer, you say that that is bitter. Man, but for some people, he have trained, he has trained himself. Man, that is boy. <laughs> you know, there was. <laughs> I know my time is gone. There was, <laughs> was one church, one of those uh, interesting local church, and the, on Sunday the guy was preaching, and then it's actually house I was saying it. Say some of you here. If we finish service, Mungama service, then when you go home, and then you, in fact, I'm talking like this, some of you, your mind is that chilled, cold bottle of beer that you have kept in the fridge. As I'm preaching, some of you, that's where your mind is. You, 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 you are thinking about that cold. The way it was described, then somebody that is, and says, okay. it's in house, he said it. You know, it's not really funny in English, but you know, let me try. He said, the way you are saying it, you are just increasing the thousand. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> the way you are describing this thing, you are just, you are just increasing. <laughs> but you see, that is what the law does. When you hammer people with the law, don't do this, don't do that. You are pushing them towards it. But when you bring the love of God, oh, hallelujah, you have amplified it in their minds. When a man tastes the true love of God, Everything changes. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Don't. The power is going to fall on some of you right now. Ah. This concludes this message. 
Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.